0: This is Tanishka from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Monday, the 10th of October. Samajwadi Party founder and three-time Uttar Pradesh chief minister, Mulayam Singh Yadav, died this morning at Gurgaon's Medanta Hospital. Yadav died at the age of 82 after being critical for the last few weeks. He was shifted to the hospital's ICU after his condition deteriorated on October 2nd. His last rites will be held in full state honours in Saifai, his native village in Etawa district, on Tuesday around 3pm. UP Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath announced a three-day state mourning. Yadav has been elected as MLA 20 times and as Lok Sabha MP 7 times. He was also the Union Defence Minister from 1996 to 1998. He has been out of active politics over the last few years with his son Akhilesh leading the party since 2017. Politicians across parties mourned Yadav's death and offered their condolences. The Election Commission's decision to freeze the Shiv Sena party symbol was challenged by Udhav Thakre in the Delhi High Court today. On October 8th, The election body directed the Uddhav Thakre and Eknath Shinde camps to not use the name Shiv Sena or the bow and arrow party symbol till the claims of the official recognition is finally decided. The ECI had asked the Thakre and Shinde factions to choose a new name and symbol for the upcoming by-election in Mumbai in Andheri East, challenging the ECI order. Thakre said that it was passed in complete violation of principles of natural justice without granting any hearing or opportunity to lead evidence to the parties, LiveLaw reported. The petition said that the party had been intrinsically identified with the symbol and it was being used since the party started in 1966. Alternatively, Thakre sought a direction that the ECI should be asked to consider and allot the symbol without restricting the choice of symbol from the list of free symbols notified under the symbol order. The plea added that restricting Thakre from selecting a symbol from a limited list of symbols strikes at the very root of his entitlement to choose or propose a symbol of his own. The Delhi Commission for Women wrote to Information and Broadcasting Minister Anurag Thakur today, requesting that Sajid Khan, a filmmaker accused of sexual harassment, be removed from reality show Big Boss. Swati Malewal, the chairperson of the commission, noted in the letter to the INB Minister that Khan had been accused of sexual assault by several female journalists and actresses during the MeToo movement. She listed 10 such instances in the letter and wrote about how the Indian Film and Television Association had suspended him from directing movies in 2019 and he was dropped as a director from Houseful 4. Malewal said that it was inappropriate for an alleged sexual offender to be included in a prime time show which is watched by adults and children alike. She said that this gave him an undue opportunity to whitewash his wrongs and be relaunched among Indian audiences. His inclusion in the show, the letter said, underlined the precedence that men who enjoy clout in the entertainment industry can easily get away with abusive acts without facing any consequences. The letter added that it was important for the government to take a stand in the matter and support the vulnerable. There have also been petitions online seeking Khan's eviction from Big Boss. Meanwhile, in an opinion piece about the Adipurish Rao, Anand Vardhan writes about how villainy, for all its evil designs, is a lot of work. He writes about how the nature of the sinister work doesn't go unnoticed in how most Indians approach the great epics of the land. In popular imagination, such works are often tied to the narrative purpose. You can read the full piece on Newslaundry.com. It is titled, Adipurish Rao. Should artists have the license to depict epic characters as they please? Listeners, the reason we are able to do stories such as these is because we are an independent news organisation that is reader-supported. If you are not a part of our independent news model already, head on to newslaundry.com and click on the red subscription button on the top right corner of the screen. Lowest subscription starts at Rs 300 only. Listeners, before I continue with the news updates, I would like to invite you to the 6th edition of the Media Rumble, which is hybrid this year. Offline sessions will be held on October 14th and October 15th at the India Habitat Centre in New Delhi. The speakers include leading news professionals, tech innovators, filmmakers and writers, such as Sophie Zhang, Kanchan Gupta, Sucharita Tyagi, HR Venkatesh, Meena Kotwal and RJ Saima. To register and for more details, visit TheMediaRumble.com. And if you are a subscriber, you can register for free. The Enforcement Directorate moved the Supreme Court today against a Bombay High Court order granting bail to former Maharashtra Home Minister Anil Deshmukh in a money laundering case, Baran Bench reported. The matter was mentioned for urgent listing by Solicitor General Tushar Mehta today. A bench of Chief Justice of India, UU Lalit and Justice S. Ravindra Bhat agreed to list the matter for hearing tomorrow. The Bombay High Court had granted bail to the NCP leader on October fourth in a money laundering case being investigated by the ED. The order is to be effective from October 13. However, Deshmukh will continue to be lodged in judicial custody in Arthur Road Prison since he is also being investigated by the Central Bureau of Investigation in a corruption case. Deshmukh, along with his associates, is being investigated for alleged corruption between 2019 and 2021. The former Home Minister, however, had told the High Court during an earlier hearing that the case against him was based on presumptions. The Nobel Prize in Economic Sciences was awarded today to the former Chair of the US Federal Reserve, Ben S. Bernanke, and two US-based economists, Douglas W. Diamond and Philip H. Dibwig, for their research on banks and financial crises. The prize was announced today by the Nobel Panel at the Royal Swedish Academy of Sciences in Stockholm. This is the last of the Nobel Prize announcements for the year 2022, which kicked off on October 3rd. Last year, the award was shared by David Card for his research on how the minimum wage, immigration and education affect the labour market and Joshua Angrist and Guido Imbens for proposing how to study issues that don't easily fit traditional scientific methods. A number of missile strikes this morning shook the Ukrainian capital, Kiev, as well as nearby cities, Reuters reported. The missile strikes on Kiev came months after Russia started its invasion in February. The strikes occurred a few days after an explosion on the crucial Kerch bridge, which connects Russia and Crimea. Russian President Vladimir Putin threatened harsh response to what he said were terrorist attacks against Russia. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky, meanwhile, said that Russian forces launched dozens of missiles against Ukraine and the targets were civilian areas and energy facilities in 10 cities. According to The Guardian, in contrast to prior attacks on Kyiv, today's missile strikes hit the central locations of the Ukrainian capital. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you are listening from. See you tomorrow.